Hello, my name is Mel and welcome to my podcast where I have conversations, hear stories and gain wisdom from incredible human beings that leave me thinking, but seriously, who knew? Right, let's get to it and apologies in advance for any swearing. Hi Dee, welcome to my podcast. How are you? Good, good, thank you. Yep, enjoying the sunshine today. Oh, have you got sun? Ours is looking pretty dire now. It was nice earlier, but it's looking pretty grey now. Sunshine, sunshine in oh see sunshine in Ireland that must be pretty rare isn't it it is this year I think we've just had the wettest March on record oh really yeah so when the sun came out a couple of days ago it was like oh I'd forgotten what this feels like this is amazing yeah you feel better as well when you get a bit of sun yeah it really does definitely anyway it's lovely to have you on if you'd like to introduce yourself to everybody that'd be wonderful Thanks. So, yeah, I'm Dee Sewell. Uh, I'm owner, manager, that means self-employed, <laughs> of um, Greenside Up, which is a, a horticultural and environmental uh, food community, therapeutic, social food education um, project, I suppose. Business. Business. Business, yes. And how long have you been doing that? Since 2009. Oh, so, wow. as long as that is it wow yeah yeah so we um we moved to ireland from um well i'm north essex colchester my husband ian who you cousin my cousin yes yeah <laughs> um would have lived in suffolk uh we moved over 25 years ago to ireland and i was a stay-at-home mum for a good number of years and then when our youngest started school I went back to college as an adult to study horticulture and um yeah the rest is history really what made you move to Ireland in the first place <laughs> um gosh a whole variety of reasons funny enough when Ian and I met um he'd been talking about moving over with some friends and my dad had uh, Irish background and he'd always talked about wanting to move back. Um, but mum, there was no way mum was going to. The weather was too awful, she said. <laughs> um, so it was one of those things that when Ian and I met that we kind of had this common, oh, you want to move there? Oh, I want to move there kind of conversations. And then it kind of happened. And I think I... Um, we were expecting Daniel our first and we just thought I'm not actually sure if we decided to move I think we decided to move before I fell pregnant actually it was kind of really we felt that we'd be able to give the kids a better life really I would have been working full-time until then and I could have seen our lives then living in the middle of Colchester town having to get childminders carrying on working all the time and that isn't something that I wanted particularly so and yeah. so Ireland because the dream was there and a cheaper you could buy property cheaper and cheaper way of life I'm assuming yeah exactly yeah. at the beginning yeah the idea was actually that we'd all live together with these friends and be those self-sufficient hippies um... and, uh, but that didn't work out but and you know it, it's just how life goes um we ended up separate going our separate ways and we ended From the up French, not Ian. She means yeah, <laughs> yeah, married 25 years to Ian. Definitely not. You're definitely yeah. together. <laughs> no, definitely together. Yeah, so we um we kind of initially we were we found an old place. We drove Ian used to drive the country lanes and uh looking for old derelict or semi-derelict places that we might be able to do up. And isn't ignorance a wonderful thing? <laughs> isn't it just the romanticism yeah. of it? And I love yeah, absolutely have that you know when you watch these things on the on the telly with you know doing up these places in France and Spain and stuff like that I've got this oh my god should we buy a chateau and should we do it yeah. up and should we run it as a and b oh my god the horrendousness of it really yeah. would be yeah just not me and I'm not a DIYer but the the idea of buying something that's ramshackle and making it beautiful and turning it back it just yeah it fills my heart but I know I'm not the sort of person who could do it. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I really don't think I gave it that much thought, really. It's, yeah, let's just do this. Let's move country. Let's, you know, have four walls around us and live in a mobile home with three kids under oh, five. And... Did you for a long time. How old, yeah. how, uh, 
How old were you when you moved to Ireland? Uh, oh, Lordy. Um, I'm going to give your age away now, aren't I, if we actually work yeah, out? Well, I'm 60 this year, so yeah, 25 years ago last yeah. July, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you weren't, I mean, you weren't. I wasn't a spring chicken. Oh, no, no. So I was trying to be diplomatic there. But you weren't ridiculously young with no concept of how hard that was going to be, surely. No, no. But, um, yeah, it's amazing what love does, isn't it, really? <laughs> oh, he's a lovely chap as well. Rosy, rosy glow around everything. Yeah, look, it was just right for us. And never ever regretted the decision oh. I mean the house still has walls that aren't fully plastered and <laughs> you know it's just and god it's a money pit but um look it's our home and we've built it and we can say that we've built it so yeah, yeah. amazing amazing did the once the children came along and once you got to live in the house and not the caravan anymore did it fulfill those ideals of what the house was going to be no (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) well in in terms of the idea of kind of you know living the dream and being self-sufficient we ended up with two mortgages and then Ian had to go and work full-time to pay those mortgages just to get the house finished yeah because it the budget was way over our expectations and every time you did something something else went wrong I expect. yeah and even just place. doing the work ourselves yeah it yeah. just cost so much more than we had um budgeted for and so he ended up working and then so then I was home alone with the three kids he was working but then that kind of led us into where we are now really in terms of because I was home I started growing some food and kind of you know when we were living in the mobile home the outdoors became a second room mm. so the garden and growing food for the the family really became part of that it was something we'd always wanted to do but it it just it happened Mm. and uh, and that then led to me going back to study and doing what I do now Mm. well I mean the amazing way of life for the children it must have been when they were young I mean our kids you know bearing in mind I think Daniel's the same age as Connor isn't he my nephew I think 1997 yeah, Dan was 98. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, I was going to say he was about the same age. But obviously they're about the same age as my kids. And mm. you you stopped letting them be out and about and you were outside with them all the time. And if they went for a bike ride, you'd have to go with them. You know, there wasn't and up to a certain age, obviously. But I would imagine there you had, they had the freedom to be how we were as children, presumably. Well, yes and no, I suppose. Yes, definitely the freedom. We're lucky that we have, that our house is, sits on just under an acre of land. So... Oh. You know, we've got a little woodland that they'd go. I never, Dan used to go and do play lime. What do you call it? Lime curd. No, not lime curd. Slime curd. He used to love making stuff out of wood and mud. And, you know, the the girl's little pretty pink kitchen outside was just muddy saucepans and leaves. (laughs) You know, they they did love being outside. But then because we're we're about eight kilometres from the closest town, right has meant that we have to drive them everywhere yes and that's kind of good and bad because it meant they didn't just wander off in the middle of the night and just you know you did always know where they were yeah Um, but it also meant which we hadn't anticipated that as they got older we would just be driving them backwards and forwards yeah 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 so a different life and I sometimes think would it and and of course all our money all our time was then spent building the house and I I sometimes wonder, you know, if we had had this ready-built house that they were just in, we'd have perhaps more had more time to be with them and take them places. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, they've learned that how, you know, you can work hard and, and achieve things. So yeah. they've seen a different side of life. Yeah, yeah. swings and roundabouts. And it's what's important to you, isn't it, as well? Like you say, yes, you might have been able to have exotic holidays and do this and do that, but would you have been at home with them or would you have been working 24-7 and seeing them at bedtime and somebody else bringing up your children, which other people, it's it's how they choose and, and it's yeah. how they want as well. You know, some people, it's not a case of having to work, it's choosing to work and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, you might have not have had all the material or they might not have had the material as in the holidays to 
the Caribbean, but mine didn't either. And I lived in a new house. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know. It's, yeah, you just never know, do you? And, no, exactly. so, and I think I came from a background my dad did and mended and created everything. And I suppose that gave me the confidence to see that we could do it. Mm. And our kids will have learned that as well. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So going, obviously, I did uni in my 40s, but then didn't create a business out of it. In fact, don't actually use it, um, but loved it. How was it going back to uni as a mature? Well, did you actually go to uni or did you? No, do I didn't. And actually, college and uni, it's different here. So right. college here is kind of a lower level and uni is uni. Uh, OK. So I went back. Um, I left school at 16 and... Uh, like many of us did back then and did a secretarial kind of apprenticeship right and um hated school absolutely hated it but then had this opportunity mm. to study horticulture and um it was a fleet out mm. level getting alerts all over the place it's all right don't worry <laughs> it was a fleet out level five which uh it's kind of a level-ish I suppose right. okay and um I yeah, I kind of applied. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, Ella was just starting school and I thought, jeepers, I'm going to have to do something. He's not going to let me stay here at home all day and bake cakes. And bake cakes. <laughs> and uh, a lady I knew. That's, that shows how I thought your idyllic life was. <laughs> I was baking a lot of cakes. Uh, yeah, so, and, and that combined with the fact, so Ella was just starting school and I'd applied for every um, garden makeover competition known to man and wasn't winning it. And I just, this course came up and I thought, I'll just go and teach myself how to do it. Yeah. So um, I did it and I hadn't realised the intensity. I ended up doing uh, 11 modules in the year and uh, ended up with 11 distinctions. And I just mm -hmm. had a passion for it. It was like, I say, it's a bit like going to the theatre and waiting for the curtains to open. And then this whole new world is before you, like... How did I not know any of this stuff? And it I was... hadn't expected that at all, even though you'd been no. growing a few veggies and stuff, just came completely yeah. blindsided you and went, Bleh. yeah, yeah, um, and everything, and just kind of threw everything into it, even the work experience, which you think, oh, Lordy, you know, I'm working for someone else for free. And yeah. actually, I just saw it as a real learning. Mm. I was in a garden centre and people had be coming in and they didn't really know how to start gardening or growing food. And I thought, well, look, there's an idea. If I can just help people start, I'm not claiming to be a master of everything. I just want to give people the basics right. and be able to do that. So that's kind of so when I finished after the year, um, there was actually this thing going on in the local village where they were showcasing all the um, local businesses some kind of big community expo thing and they invited me to have a stand and I was like oh my gosh so I did <laughs> and again it's like you know it's just outside the comfort zone yeah ever ever since actually yeah. ever since yeah. but um it was funny I think I was listening to one of your previous podcasts it was and it just it just brought to mind something I had who is allegedly by um, Richard Branson he said if you wait until you're ready, you've waited too long. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and that's kind of been one of my mottos, really. Yeah. Just keep just keep doing it. And keep it's never going. as bad as you think it's going to be, is it? I mean, I'm not oh. public speaking. I mean, you know, when Lauren suggested I start a podcast, she said, well, why don't you do that, Mum? And I'm like, yeah. And that's why I just decided to do it very cash and chatting. And it's amazing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when did we last video? We never yeah. have, you know. Yeah. So, so it's it's brilliant. I'm I love it, but it's, it's yeah. so far out of my comfort zone to start with. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking to someone next week who I don't know at all, mm. haven't spoken to at all, not even texting or you know anything. That yeah. frightens me, but I'll be fine. I know I'll be fine, but you know I should probably go for sixteen wees beforehand because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, and look, it's. I remember my first. Um, because I was uh, very one-on-one -on -one to begin with. That's all I could cope with. And then somebody said, would you do a class in a health store? And I was like, talk to more than one person. <laughs> and uh, and I remember my first group, I had six people and I had to stand behind the desk holding it for grim death with practically everything written down. Mm -hmm. so I could get through the, the couple of hours each week it was. And 
and look now here we go it really is one of those just keep on doing it keep on and, doing. It, and it is but but you've got to just try and remember that they're coming to you because they want to learn from you you yeah. definitely in that instance knew more than them yeah. and they were hanging on your every word and yes you might not have said the right thing and yes you might have ummed and ahed but yes. they weren't listening to any of that. They were listening to your knowledge that you'd spent a year doing and got 11 distinctions on. And by then, since yes. had then learned more and carried on yes. learning. And I mean, you don't you haven't really stopped since then, I don't think. No, no. So, <laughs> yeah, so like that and actually just picking up on that, they actually don't know what you're going to say either. So no. I might be thinking, oh, I forgot to say that. But actually, they don't know that. So. No, ex exactly. Yeah, so then I did get a bit of a hunger for education and I went back and did the level six, which is uh, it's a kind of obviously a high one, but I specialised in market gardening, which is more um, field size grown veg. Okay. I also had to do a machinery and mechanisation module and um, was compulsory part of that. So I was driving tractors around fields and mending plows and it was much kind of uh it wasn't a little garden let's put it that way it was, more scale farm really yeah it was an agricultural college so it was proper horticulture oh, okay. and great big wheel um greenhouses and stuff and then I went and did a, a level seven which is degree module then in transformative community education did a train the trainer and then went back and did um just finished in COVID actually went back and did level seven in landscape design I thought you'd done so, something along those lines that was what what popped in my head yeah so once you had done a level six um, in a local, which I think this is just brilliant because I, you know, as I said, I'm 60 this year and I know to go back and do a good degree now, I'd have to stop work and there's no point, you know, I've got business, I'm working, I don't need to do that. But because I've got the level six, I'm able to cherry pick the degree modules that now suit me. Oh, wow. So, I'm able to and eventually I guess if I lived long enough I could I'd have a degree at the end of all of oh, that. Oh because you'd have enough modules that would add up to the degree but if yeah. not you're learning without having to commit to a degree. That's amazing. Yeah exactly and I can so you know some of it just is not relevant for what I do now so it's fine I can leave that and there's other bits that definitely are so. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So the so the business um, does what? What do you do? Because I know you do a lot of community stuff, don't you? Which is amazing. It looks, yeah. you know, like you get very involved and help a lot of communities set up stuff from what I can see. Yeah, yeah. So it's social, therapeutic and community, horticultural and environmental education. Snappy. Snappy yeah. title. Snappy. <laughs> oh, look, I tell you, to, to even hone it down to that was something. But... Um, yeah, so it's kind of it's 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 education. So I'm primarily an educator, okay. uh, but also a consultant and a mentor um, for community groups. Um, right. So a lot of my horticultural education is in therapeutic settings. Right. So I would work with people, and this is through Greenside Up, but also I'm a part-time tutor with the. Uh, education training board which is a national organization mm. but um so i at the moment i've got groups um who are quite profoundly disabled cerebral palsy i'd work with um, disability groups people in addiction recovery um with for methadone and alcohol addiction mm. wheelchairs and then also just kind of regular community groups who are trying to set up community gardens and social spaces Mm -hmm. that's kind of where the consultancy and the mentoring and the design comes in because you might have a community group who say they'd want to start a community garden up and they've all got a load of ideas on how they want it to look but either they can't agree or they can't quite pull it together right. but then I would listen to all of that and create a design for them and then they can then use that as a template to go off and build the garden and apply for funding and all of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so yeah because it's quite I mean I'm not a gardener um as anybody who knows me will tell I said, said to you before me and mum were talking about it earlier and she was like you don't grow anything anymore because in Covid I did and yeah. I was very proud and showing I think showing you tomatoes I'd grown and things yeah. um because I was on my own for 10 weeks having to isolate and stuff as well so yeah. it was it, it I enjoyed it then but I'm definitely not a gardener 
But again, Kirsty, who we went out with today, she loses herself in a garden. She's not, you know, she grows a few vegetables occasionally, but it's more sort of pretty garden. But she goes out there and spends hours weeding, but only in the nice weather is not, you know, not dedicated yeah. enough to do it in the rain. But there are so many benefits, aren't they, to being outside anyway? Yeah. Mental health and physical benefits. I mean, that it, that sounds like you focus on that quite a bit. Yeah, and that's, you know, when you asked about, actually, you didn't ask. I was doing a radio interview earlier. That's right. You can I'll throw the question in. If it have got a yeah, question no, to me, please asked, use it. Yeah, <laughs> Tell us no. the question and then answer it. He asked me how my, um, how it's, how things have changed over the years. But that's, that's one way is that I have gone down more the therapeutic way. And I'm, because, I suppose, because I do, with my blog and everything, I talk about mental health and, and working with people in addiction and all the rest of it you kind of can see the impacts you can really see the impacts of people working and quickly out. as well quickly. is it quickly yeah. quick just thing. quickly um the impacts of people just being outside in nature and working you know we are a part of nature at the end of the day it's in our dna and i know you say you're not a gardener now but you had a little glimpse of it there and yeah and i do like yeah. being out i like walking in it and stuff i'm just exactly. <laughs> yeah and when you when you think like it's only in recent years, it's only in the recent probably, what, couple of hundred years that we've all been living indoors in our square houses, on our, you know, square phones, in our square cars, up until all of that, or where we could just go and pick packets of food up from shops. We had to go outside and it's in our DNA. You yeah. know, we are a part of nature. We're not separate from it. We are part of it. And I think we've lost that along the way. Mm. But you only have to spend 20 minutes, as you say, go for a walk and you start to feel you feel better again you feel better in your head yeah and uh, I think when you then add to that the kind of um the pleasure and the joy you get from nurturing and seeing something grow and you yeah. know it becomes it's like you just want to protect it and then yeah. you want to know proud of it. you can be proud of it as well can't you yeah and it gives I mean, you I, I didn't have seeds or anything I just grew tomatoes from their own seeds you know plant yeah. bits and then they grew and then I got tomatoes and I was like bloody hell this is amazing yeah. and then you get to eat them <laughs> yeah and they were and even though they came from supermarket tomatoes yeah. they were like cherry tomatoes or plum tomatoes yeah. the ones i grew were 20 times better than the ones i'd had yeah which uh, the the seeds came from so that to me blew my mind i'm like but they're the same tomato but obviously yeah. grown differently and not forced and stuff i assume and bloody blah, blah and not traveling miles maybe i don't know yeah. what the difference was but they tasted so much better and I know I don't think it was just because I grew them and I'm amazing I think it was yeah I don't know and actually you picked up on a few points there because when you do start to grow then you start thinking about well this has not traveled and yeah. again there's kind of research is showing and I wish I could capture that research somebody told me about it and I haven't been able to find it but apparently just the way that local honey is supposed to be better for allergies um, locally grown food is supposed to be better for our own gut microbiota mm. which is where all our serotonin is housed which gives us happy brains so there's this direct relationship between eating locally grown food and our brain health so oh, wow that's amazing oh yeah you'll definitely have to find that or do some research there you go yeah there is there are books about the you know the effects of good food on our guts and brain and that whole connection there's a lot of research on that it's just that that final little piece of you know well if I had it you know 10 foot away from the door and then brought it in but it makes sense really doesn't it when you think about it again I suppose there's the I don't know if it is but is there a pride in your community certainly a community garden but is there a pride in the fact that it came from near, just down the road from you I don't I don't know is there I don't but the thing is with us, I don't when when you go somewhere like Spain or something, yeah. they're so proud of their food and their their heritage in food to the mm. point where if we went to the cave and said, Oh, come round for a I don't know, English fry up or Sunday lunch or whatever, they'd be like, No, we want to eat our food. That's that's quite peasant food. I mean, not in a bad way, you know. When you go out for a menu of the day you get a big starter and then our main meals are mainly either a piece of fish or a piece of meat with about two slices of potatoes on because 
potatoes and vegetables are cheap. So when you go out for a meal, you, they give you meat and fish because then it shows that you're rich. But there's so they're very simple food and meals, mm. but they're so proud of them and they love them. And I and we don't we don't really have we've that. Lost that. No, we've lost it along the way a bit. And I know in Ireland, only one percent of farmers here now are growing veg. One percent. Right. So we import nearly everything, and we've got great growing. Probably you know, rains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, but that makes everything grow. That's why exactly. we're saying that's what I mean. It rains a lot, and, and <laughs> yeah. you get a bit of sunshine like today. It's hard work, isn't it? Growing food. Imagine, you know, as you said, when you were growing your tomato, it kind of makes you realise how much work goes in, into it, is involved in it. And if you were growing a whole greenhouse full of them that you've got to protect from pests and diseases and mm. and wait, you've got to wait all those months for them and then yeah. harvest them and... Yeah, it's, and it's what you do with the glut of tomatoes. That you've yeah, got. yeah. I definitely made chutneys and stuff, which was great. Again, I, I loved it. it was, you yeah. know, it was brilliant. But then you had to look up recipes that you might have been familiar with. So. Yeah, totally, totally. No, I loved it, and I should do it. I'm just lazy and always confined. You don't have to do it. That's the thing, and I suppose that's what started me off. I just felt it was, um, it was a life skill that I didn't have, and I just felt it was one that I felt I should have you know if if the supermarkets are closed I remember in, I think it was 2010 we had this massive snow thing and for about two weeks the lorries weren't able to come out of Dublin and deliver food to all the local supermarkets right so suddenly you notice there was a real lack and it happened again in Covid mm. and actually even recently with the weather events in Spain yes there hasn't been as many salads and things and uh, you're like you really realise how reliant we are on everybody for our food. Mm. And I thought, well, at shelter, we can probably rig something up and we can make a fire and we can find water somewhere. But how do we feed ourselves if there's no supermarkets? Mm. So that that's really what started me on this mission, I suppose. And, you know, the kids took an interest to begin with. I really wanted them to learn all of this because now they're just, oh, just go and grab it frozen and throw it in the microwave. Yeah, I was just about to ask you whether the kids <laughs> had taken it on, but maybe they'll come back to it at some point. Then. Yeah, actually, Dan is probably the most interested in, in it. He's got a bedroom full of house plants, and um, the girls are kind of no gardening, but yeah. uh, they loved it when they were young. And somebody said once you sow that seed, yeah. they might well come to it. So. Yes, yeah. What dreams for the future then for the business and stuff? Um, First of all, keep on doing it, keep on growing, keep on just, you know, educating, spreading the message. Um, I learned today that I have, this is hot off the press actually. Um, I have uh, been accepted as an ad hoc expert for a, it's a European project called Urbat. And it's working with networks across Europe in relation to food and the circular economy. So I have to be chosen. So I've been accepted as an ad hoc expert, but they um, the projects around Europe then have to look oh, at. Okay, so you're there as a, as a kind of list, and then they choose yeah. who they want. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, you've done amazing. You've had you've got awards and stuff, haven't you, for things and. Yeah, blog awards back in, that was a long while ago now, yeah. I, I don't know where this has come, the, the memory's suddenly yeah, kicking in. Yeah, I must have shouted a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably did, actually. Yeah, That's I was mad blogging. So. I was blogging probably twice a week then. So, yeah, I won five awards. That Amazing. Year. Yeah. Now, but, a lot of people use their garden to relax. What do you do to relax? Because this is your job. Um interestingly I interesting question it might not be interesting Thanks, mate. <laughs> <Appreciate> that. <laughs> Should we stop now? <laughs> um, I took up kayaking last year <gasps> we want to buy a kayak yeah I won't commit to which kayak but we want to buy uh, one yeah I so, yeah I started kayaking because it's um it's in nature still and it's on the river and I'm not connected to anything Wow. So, yeah so it came about there's um in Ireland we have this kind of sports partnership and they have funding for different things and they put a call out and said if anybody wants to do the level two kayaking or oh, was it level one kayaking beginners course 
for 45 quid for the day right all you have to do is commit to starting a club up locally right. so i think loads of people signed up for it and only half a dozen of us made the commitment but anyway um so i'm kind of on the committee of that club and so it's quite new yeah so i had two sessions in the swimming pool over the winter and uh, I still haven't managed to roll, but I'm not as frightened as I was when I started. <laughs> oh, so yeah. is it kind of sitting in like canoe rather than kayak? I don't know what the definition, I don't know what the Yeah, definition. so a canoe you're sitting on, whereas a kayak you're in it with a spray deck and... Oh, see, I've got them the other way around. Okay, I don't want a kayak then, I want a canoe. Yeah. Because I don't want to do that business. Yeah. If I'm going to fall off, I want to fall off. <laughs> yeah and not be stuck at all because that the fear is is way beyond me yeah Um, the fear is and I maybe it's being older as well um I'm just not as gung-ho about it as oh no I've never Um, been I've never I can't I I struggle to even watch them go round and stuff and yeah yeah no I spent a lot of time just hanging upside down in my kayak in the swimming pool just to be used to being upside down in the it makes it actually makes me feel a little bit sick. It's a bit like watching hot holding on the telly and stuff. Can't. Oh do yeah, it. can't do that. Can't do that. Can't just yeah, just can't do it. So okay, I want a canoe, not a kayak. But they yeah. call them kayaks, and they haven't got top bits. So I don't. Yeah, know. I think I it's the thing that I can fall Look, I call it a boat as well, which gets frowned upon. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that, and wow. uh, yeah, the de- unfortunately though, and just to be aware of, and I don't know if it's the same with canoes and with the other type of boat um I bought my kayak last summer when I was a lot heavier and I've since lost a heap of weight and now my kayak is a bit too big for me and my life jacket and everything is too big so I've hardly used it I was only out on the river a few times right uh, I'm either gonna have to just wear things that are gonna make me super buoyant or um which is not a bad thing I suppose or look at We'll start eating again. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not doing that. No, you've done amazingly. I mean, that's yeah. You've I saw a picture of you the other day, and just like Jesus Christ, you're yeah. half what you were. You've done yeah, amazing. And I suppose with that, well, you know, that's what I do now to relax. I go for a walk every day. I walk for an hour every. You did it as a bit of a challenge to start with, didn't you? Was it? Um, no, it was uh, for like a hundred days or something, wasn't there? Or that was like, like, yeah. This time, no, it was after Christmas last year. I did a hundred walking. That was a half walk for half an hour every day. Right. And then in the summer, we were over for a wedding in the summer, and uh, the photos all came back. I was like, oh lordy that total lockdown weight thing yeah my heaviest ever and then somebody had put up on social media a picture she'd done this weight loss plan and lost about four stone I was like sign me up and uh so I did and it was it's just been amazing so now I do yeah I walk I've lost nearly four stone now that's um, that's not an exercise then yeah so it's just calorie counting and walk for an hour a day that's it wow um, but but as part of the program, there's uh, it's all online. There's um, I should give them a plug or not. Body Slims is the, the why thing. not? It's is worldwide. It it's, yeah, it's worldwide. It's online, right. and uh, it's a ten week program. So you just for ten weeks can give it your everything. Uh, okay. Then you kind of relax a bit, and then if you need to, you sign up for the next, or you go on to weight maintenance. So right. yeah, so um. Yeah, but the, as a result of that, and I know you talk a lot about health on your podcast, so I have reversed my pre-diabetes and all of my blood pressure and everything is now normal. Wow. Fatty levels gone, everything. That's amazing. Yeah. It shows now. I mean, I like you say, you, you see photos and yeah, I'm at that point where I desperately need to do something. Um, yeah. Again, the thing is, when me and Graham are away, we walk miles I mean, yeah. you know, we were up in the Lake District a couple of weeks ago and one mark, one week day we did nine and a half miles and it was up and down a bit. I mean, I'm not the fittest at all. Um, and then we we do four or five miles a day, probably yeah. every day. Oh, when we, but, yeah. but we eat more and we drink more. Yeah. So we need to kind of forget the eating and the drinking and just do the walking. And actually, I even said to him, because we're going up to Scotland soon um, in the van, in the camp van, 
And I said, maybe we need to avoid the eating and drinking and just do the exercising because we'll probably go for three or four weeks. And I went, God, we could lose loads in three or four weeks if we did that realistically. But whether we'll be able to stick to it is another matter. Or even just do the eating and drinking at the weekends and the rest of the week is kind of, you know, that's what we're learning because Ian lost two stone and he's at maintenance now. Right. So he's he's got to decide, is he just going to up his calories now? And just eat a bit more all the time or keep the same calories and just go for it at the weekend. Right. Which sounds fab fun, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's what I'll do is just because I, you know, I like eating a lot. And I I think if, you know, I suppose I'm just off a couple of weeks off there with different things. And it's like, no, I'm going to be really good till Friday. And then I'm just going to let it all go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes you enjoy it more. Yeah anticipated and yeah definitely and talking of camper vans last year ian and you i'm assuming renovated a van and kitted it out camper van and i missed it last year you came over to to yeah didn't you but my mum saw it and went in it i I was gonna say did you not take her to dad's bench in it i thought she said that um and it i mean it looks amazing so have you got plans for going off in that this year and um not as much but yes um it'll be more weekends this year um, last year we had two, three weeks in England in it, yeah. but this year I think it's going to be more long weekends locally in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we bought a, an old white Renault Master white van and just turned it into a Ian. Really, I mean, I was a bit like the house. He does all the work, but I kind of project manager. I nag. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that term and really agrees with that. No, he doesn't. Actually, he he totally goes along because he knows the the project management word, not the nag word. Um, Do you are you the ideas person then as well? I'm the i well the tell it what you want and he then has to work out how to get it in the van. Yeah, well that's kind of that is a kind of joint thing. But I would be going and sourcing all the stuff and finding all the stuff and buying all the stuff and finding the money to pay for all the stuff and yeah. And then maybe kind of, you know, I know last year as the holiday was getting closer and we still had loads to do, I was then giving him a bit of a timetable. (laughs) Well, you do know you've probably only got six days left to do this. You know, when you work out, you've only got this many days of work because he works full time. And it's like, that's probably about six days. So you might want to get up a bit earlier tomorrow. (laughs) He didn't (laughs) like that so much. But um. Yeah, so it's definitely a team effort. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'd be doing, I made all the curtains and all the soft furnishings and that kind of stuff and painted and polished and sanded. But he was definitely doing all the, I mean, he's amazing, really, how he can just do stuff like that. The stuff, as I say, I've only seen it online and not in person, but it just looked amazing. It really did. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, that was my plan was to, to buy a van and do it up graham on the other hand was like nah not a do it not a diy really um so we bought one that's kitted out obviously um but i love the freedom it gives and the and i am we haven't used it as much as we should do and we we definitely will be but as i say we're we're definitely going up to the north coast of scotland in may i'm not sure when this podcast will go out so we might already be there um but uh i can't wait to just yeah it's just freedom. freedom yeah and we've we've got solar panels. I don't know if you have. Yes. We have yeah, we've yeah. solar panels on the roof, so we can be fully off grid and yeah. park up anywhere. Richard, I know it's getting harder to do because more and more people are into this whole thing. Yeah, but just oh, look, it is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Really? I mean, we even went on a campsite in uh, the New Forest, and it was there was no electricity and nothing there. Yeah. So it was yeah, it was like being off grid, but obviously you can't be off grid in the New Forest. Yeah. But it was, yeah, just just so lovely. And we had a couple of nights again in a campsite in the Lake District this time because we needed to dispose of, you know, the water yeah. and, and the uh, black waste and stuff. So that's the that's the problem. It's trying to find places. But it looks yeah. like in Scotland there's quite a lot of places. And even if we can go and just go and pay to yeah. dispose of it. Um, but we even in Chester had two nights in a car park because, again, yeah. some, account- some councils are starting yeah. to wake up and realise that actually – yeah. If allow people there's one in canterbury in the the park and ride at canterbury so we've stopped there twice before well we didn't actually make it to spain last time um but 
it's not far as even Dover or Folkestone, yeah. depending which way you're going. And you get, it's £4 a day, so it's £8 overnight, and you get yeah. your bus ticket into Canterbury. Oh, that's brilliant. On the park and ride and back, even if it's late. Well, we spent an absolute bloody fortune in the Indian and, and the yeah. pub. So, you know, wake up and, and yeah. let people, you know, park in some car parks. And Chester was great, right next to the race course, right next to the, to the city walls. And we spent, again, a fair share in the city over yeah. the few nights we were there. Um, uh, it, it is it's yeah it's we spent all our holidays were in tents before so right the bikes you know we were big into the bikes and yeah. camping in tents and this is just like a whole new level <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> oh my gosh yeah amazing. amazing amazing you're very inspirational my lovely but is there anyone who inspires you lordy um women actually uh, oh. spring to mind it's funny isn't it because again I was listening to your previous guest and it's usually women isn't it mm. who inspire women I mean my mum mum had we had a difficult relationship but she was definitely inspired me she's her whole work and everything ethic was amazing and then I suppose uh, from a non-family perspective there's a uh, there was a woman, she was the first female president of Ireland, actually, uh, Mary Robinson. And um, she does, now she does an immense amount of work for climate justice and environment. Um, she's set up the Mary Robinson Foundation for Climate Justice. She's a member of the Elders. And she just shows so much empathy and she's just very real. She was talking at one of the cops there a while ago and, you know, she cried on stage, just the amount of work that needs to be done in terms of the environment and climate. And I just think she, she was, she's my inspiration. She's an amazing woman. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Where can people find out about you? I mean, I'm going to put, hopefully afterwards, you'll send me some links to your website and stuff. Um, yeah. Where can people find out about you and maybe learn some stuff from you or whatever yeah well uh slightly easier is greensideup.ie <laughs> that's a bit easier than my tag the whole tagline <laughs> uh, yeah greensideup.ie is the website www and there's look there's over 500 different blog posts on growing food and the environment and then i started youtubing in um lockdown which i have since stopped but oh. um, there's a time really but there's a whole heap of youtube videos on how to get started and grow stuff and and then yeah so kind of my social media it's all at greenside up veg wonderful well as i say if you send me all the bits and pieces then i can put them all in the episode um description so anyone can come and find you because you are fascinating is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to mention any projects you've got coming up that no, I don't think so. There might be, I just might be doing, might be doing something for TV in a couple of weeks' time. Oh. Uh, I won't say any more than that. I'll let you know. Wow. Well, that this might go out after that. So if it does, you'll have to then resend me any links and I can make sure they're yeah. in there so anyone can catch up, it, depending on when I start these. These yeah. are season two and I'm going to try and record them all before I put them out. Um just because we're away a lot and stuff like that, which is why I'm trying to get them done. Um, anyway, it's been amazing to chat. Are you over for the family party in July? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I mean, you don't really give a shit, but, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I yeah. am. I wasn't sure if I was going to be here. So yeah. I didn't commit because I thought if we're out of the country or whatever, then I'm, you know, yeah. trying to pin ground down. However... Two days ago, I don't know if you saw, I signed up to do a, an abseil yeah. of the maternity block in Ipswich. I am chuffing mental, clearly, because I hate heights. I can't even walk on those glass things that, you know, yeah. up a building and I, and I, yeah, but I'm get I'm trying, like walking on a bit of a bridge when we've been in Spain and stuff. So I'm trying. And that is the morning of the family party. Oh, wow. At nine o'clock in the morning, that wow. is. So, because there's no point in doing it later because I won't sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am here. Oh, for the so party. you'll be buzzing for that party. Or I'll be dead. <laughs> I mean, Are you I'll, be dead? I'll be a you crumbling might. wreck in the corner. You might want to consider um, hypnotherapy to get you over that fear. Really? I mean, I'm yeah. just, 
I'm being a bit blase about it at the moment because it's not actually happening. Yeah. But if you stood oh, even at the that. top window at the paternity block and asked me to look out, yeah. I struggle. I mean, and I'm not going to fall out yeah. there. And I've got to somehow lean backwards and walk down a yeah. building. And trust. You'll be amazing. Which, yeah. I, and I, and I, I kind of know that. But yeah. Yeah. so, yes. So I'm yeah. definitely here as well. So that's amazing. Uh, I jumped out of an aeroplane in my 20s with the fear of heights. Yeah. Um, on a static cord not attached to anyone so yeah you just have to make that step I nearly and got I, pushed and, I, and I'm getting better because I dare I, I refuse to be scared of things now I mean yeah, it, yeah. even before cancer I went to Spain with Graham and I'm trying to think what year it was 2015 I think it was and I bought him for his 50th um, a fly in a tiny little aeroplane just him and the guy um when yeah. we got there Graham couldn't fit in with him and the guy more yeah he just yeah, I mean he's a big guy oh, but they just there was it was just tiny so he went you'll have to go I'm not, I'm not going you must be joking I'll lose the money and then and then I'm like what's the worst that can happen literally yeah. what's the worst that can happen? it was brilliant yeah. I loved it didn't like yeah. it when he turned the engine off as we're going across the river and the yeah. rice fields or when he made me do like a 360 in this bloody plane driving it myself flying it myself don't know um piloting it myself um but it was great so I'm yeah I'm starting to do things that really push me out of my comfort zone and and physically as well as emotionally and mentally um so I will do it I mean I you know I've nearly raised the minimum already and it's only been two days so you know hopefully I'll raise money for the for Ipswich and Colchester hospitals because obviously they're just amazing as are all hospitals and i'm running um, a 10k in may for um for, uh, for charity as well so. wow oh well send links for that as well <laughs> that'd be amazing wow what's that for um they have this it's called VHI mini uh women's mini marathon so hundreds hundreds of people enter it and i'm gonna run for it's um called jane's place merchants key island is a, a drug and alcohol addiction um charity and I think because I work with people in that in that sphere, um, it's for um, St. Jane's, uh, not St. Jane's, Jane's Place is a safe space for vulnerable and homeless women in Dublin. Right. So um, that's 10K. what I'm wondering. Hang on, let's just, hang on a minute. I know we're nearly finishing here, but let's go back to the <laughs> 10K. That's quite yeah. a lot of miles, isn't it? How many miles is that? Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I'm... Well, this it sort of started because I'm walking every day, right. which is about it's about five k walk, and um, and then Ian actually started upping it and started running a little bit. So as, as we've obviously got a bit of a comp- competition thing that if we won't admit, oh, I see ya. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I think he went. I I just ran, and he kept thinking she'll stop in a minute. She'll stop in a minute, and she didn't. She ran the whole song. And uh, anyway, um, I just thought, well, let's see, can I do 5K? So I ran 5K on the treadmill a couple of weeks ago. And then we have park runs here, which is right. 5K on Saturday mornings. Right. Uh, so I went last week for my first one and I ran the 5K in 36 minutes. And didn't stop. And didn't stop. <gasps> yeah. I had a woman in front of me who was just the right um pacer kind of thing i didn't know her anything but i was breathing down her neck the whole way and uh and then because once you've got that it's like i can't stop i can't let her get ahead of me i'm gonna have to just keep going so i did it and so i'm hoping to go tomorrow morning wow and and then i just thought you know i'm not going to practice for the 10k i'll keep practicing the 5ks and then on the day i'll just see if i can do it yeah what's the worst probably never for a little while if necessary exactly you'll do the um, 10k you'll definitely get round the 10k oh yeah so yeah. so it doesn't matter does it no, it doesn't matter. amazing yeah i just thought and i'll probably never do one ever again or you'll get the bug and be doing the marathon soon i don't know about that but uh no <laughs> no i'm not um but you know talk you know talking about nature walking and running definitely does something to your brain i mm. even him was saying he's never felt as happy as he's now feeling with the exercise and the diet mm. Is it just you just want to smile when you're out doing it? Yeah, I just need to be more motivated. I went out with the kids the other week and I said, oh, I'm going to start walking every week, every day, even if it's only for 
20 minutes or so I'm yeah. going to get out I've done it once apart from when yeah. we were away I've done it once yeah literally once and <laughs> the the problem is I think Graham again I can do it on my own I realize that yeah um but I want him to do it as well. And although we've got obviously got a beautiful beach, you kind of have to either walk there or drive there to then do the prom. And he is very much a walking in nature, but we've got to walk through towns or houses yeah. to get there. And he's like, yeah. oh, it's bloody boring. There's nothing to look at. Yeah. But it's not just about that. It is about the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a challenge. Uh, but I do need to. So I'm hoping again, I know I keep putting everything on Scotland. I'm hoping that it might build in some habits and some yeah you know stuff because we'll be doing it every day for quite a few weeks rather than yeah. you know, just a few days at a time um but also on the run up to that you think well if we start doing it now we'll enjoy it more then because i know i know yeah because i'll be fitter <laughs> and i won't be crying quite so much <laughs> when we find a bit of a hill on look that. i know it's easy to say it it's yeah no thing actually doing it challenge i'll start I will. I will. Challenge. Uh, they call it id. Your id in body slims. Yeah. It's like when I gave up smoking, it was like this gremlin. Mm -hmm. You have to talk to your inner child and get yeah, them to come along. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's where that mini marathon is my challenge to keep doing it. So. You're amazing. Yeah. I've been lush chatting to you, my lovely. And I can't yeah, wait to see you now in July. Yeah. Really no, I didn't. I, there was a point I didn't think we'd be going because we'd. We're having trouble finding someone to look after the dogs, but um, because last time you didn't come over, did you eat a last um for Kate Katie's birthday? Ian was uh, there, but you weren't here. We were there last year for Kate, yeah, and that was the, yeah, yeah, the previous, yeah, yeah, the previous. No, but we're all coming, I think all of us. Oh, that's kids fabulous. are all coming as well. So, oh, that's amazing, that'll be fabulous, yeah. Oh, well, it's been lovely, lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you, and I look forward to listening to the the other guests because yes, uh, yes. I've got some very interesting ones. Well, there's loads on season one, but some interesting ones yeah. coming up for this as well. So, um, so yes, hopefully it, people will find it interesting. Yeah. I've loved chatting to you, so <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Mel. See you Thanks. later. If you've got this far and you're still listening, thank you so much. If you've liked this episode, please follow so you can keep up to date with all new episodes and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow me on social media where you can also find out about new episodes. I mean, just keep finding out about new episodes and also about my book, But Seriously, Who Knew? My Cancer and Other Bits Stories. Thanks again for listening.